Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Plant likes turtles. Yeah. So does JJ. JJ likes turtles too. Although JJ seemed more like he was just like turtles. Okay. Yeah. I was like, like yeah, turtles. man. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Hello and welcome to Here to Make Friends, a Huff Post podcast about the Bachelorette franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelorette season eleven. Whether you love The Bachelorette or love to hate it, we'll decode what this reality show reveals about the world of dating. I'm Emma Gray, Senior Women's Editor. And I'm Claire Fallon, Culture Writer. Thanks for tuning into our fourth episode recap, wherein we finally find out what happens to Koopa. And who has the biggest balls, apparently. Apparently. Today, we'll share our interview with former Bachelor Ben Flanick, and we're joined by Emily Warman, who writes Bachelorette recaps for Paper Magazine. Thanks for coming on the show, Emily. Thanks for having me, ladies. Before we hear how Ben is doing and what he thinks about this season of The Bachelorette, we're going to discuss which guys we'd want to teach us sex ed, who looks best as a sumo wrestler, and that whole Brokeback Bachelor fail. Let's talk about the guys. Which ones do you think came out on top after last night? For the first time, I felt like we started to get to know some of the guys who aren't terrible. like And learn some of their names. And learn some of their names. Like At first, I was like, well, I know the people I hate, and then there are just these other generic-looking Ken dolls. But Ben H. did a pretty great job, and um, Joshua. I Joshua still like. really, yeah. really came out of the woodwork. He kind of acted like the Greek chorus, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, they would kind of cut to him just, like, sort of explaining everything and be like, JJ's being a jerk right now. And I was like, JJ is being a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We start with the rose ceremony. We left on a cliffhanger. cliffhanger, And Koopa is gone. Caitlin had to go out and sort of lay down the law. (laughs) She had to be the bouncer. And um, then he. He like made some comment alluding to her like having chlamydia. Yeah, and that then was said something weird. about her being ugly. Like he's a real, yeah, a yeah. real. But he was whispering, so it was okay. Um, and we're glad to see him go. Yeah, is what I mean. <laughs> All right, yeah. And then who? Daniel. Uh, Daniel got got ousted, and Corey. Corey. Corey oh, transphobic. E? Corey. Corey without an e. Goodbye to transphobic. Yeah, we never Corey. had a chance to hear more about his. Yeah. complex views on dating dudes. He was like the third tier Ryan Gosling. Like you have Ryan Gosling, you have <laughs> Sean S, and then you have Corey. He's like a 17th oh, yeah. tier yeah. Ryan yeah. Gosling. Yeah. Sayonara. Yeah. Um, so, and then Caitlin was like, oh, he seems really nice and I wish he could have stayed. And I was like, no, you're better off. Yeah, Just congratulations. Um, so then they, they go on a sumo wrestling date, which gets pretty interesting because Tony... 
is not is a pacifist. Yes, <laughs> take oh a stand. Non-aggression. Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the thing that he chooses to he use found his, his issue. moral code yeah. to stand up for. Yeah, like he he just draws the line at. He draws wrestling. the line at losing. I right. think. Yeah, I thing. think he was more upset that he lost his match. Than yeah. that he had to fight. Because he's going up against a professional sumo wrestler. Right. So presumably yeah. they are yeah. all walking into this knowing that they're going to lose. Yeah, they like, all that's lost. Not... And he's, stand- he's sitting there like, oh, I'd, I'd be really scared if I were the other guy right now. And then he like he acts like a crazy person. He's trying to like gouge the guy's eyes out and like choke him. He still loses. And then he's like, I hate this. I'm a pacifist. I don't want to do violence. Why can't we go to a zoo? A fucking zoo. A fucking, a fucking zoo. zoo. I do want to hear them all make their elephant sound. However. Yeah, yeah that, that was a great idea. I mean, ABC interns should be taking yeah. notes. Like, yeah. okay, goes to zoo, imitates animals. Like, they thank should you, have Tony. Tony be the next bachelor, oh. and then he oh, can God. take them all on My dates to the <laughs> zoo. <laughs> Just they shriveling can. up. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so Tony leaves of his own volition. After they're they're not going to the zoo. Nope. They're not going to the zoo, and he needs to get back to his bonsai trees, his oh, true yeah. loves. He left everything he cares about, like his bonsai trees. So he just has a lot of love to give. Yeah. And, good yeah. luck to you. You know, yeah, yeah. Good luck to you and your family yeah. of plants. Well, we hear he has a lot to offer, and he just wants As to show that. As he keeps saying. I We're unclear what he has to offer, but it's yeah. there. I think we're going to see him in paradise. I'm going to make that call. That would be that'd be amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard for me to imagine him like forming a relationship with. Uh, a he woman. would leave. He would leave after one with Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Oh my Crazy god! Ashley. You know they're both going. Oh my you god! You know that they're gonna like be producer matched up. They have. And to then be. she would not take oh, shit from I him. Hope. She would just talk <laughs> nonsense into his face and like walk away. I it would be see amazing. That. Yeah. So after the sumo wrestling date, there is there's another. Well, first we have a one-on-one that Chris Harrison yeah. plans. We keep forgetting about the one-on-one. What yeah. about? They're, just, they're just not that interesting. They're not compelling yet. Unless, yeah. you know, you find Chris Harrison choosing to terrify Caitlin on his own volition to be compelling, which you could make a case for. Yeah, that was It, it was, was just upsetting. one long promo for <laughs> yeah. Escape the Room. Like, yeah. obviously Escape the Room um, sponsored that date. And it's bad promo because I never want to go anywhere remotely like that. It, 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 also, yeah. I was confused. Like, there were, didn't seem to be any challenges other than the fact that you had to stand in a room with pigeons and scorpions and cockroaches and had, snakes. You just had to be scared and put your head on Benzie's chest, which, I mean, okay. There are yeah, probably worse okay places yeah. to yeah. put your head on. Apparently, one of the challenges is kissing, and she was really she was <laughs> pleased about that. Just throw her a bone. Yeah. Um... And I was like, kind of like annoyed by it because it's like it's her show. Like we watch The Bachelor, and the girls are always being taken out to go like skydiving or to like rappel down fears. a skyscraper, mm-hmm. and they're freaking out. And they're like, "But I have to do it, or this guy will never love me." And usually on The Bachelorette, at least she gets to be like, "Well, this is something I want to do," and the the guy has to go along with me. But she was once again like surprised and terrified, just like you know. I know. I wanted. I wanted to see Ben Z be terrified. Yeah. Well, he, he was. Well, he, he was terrified like he was. of snakes. Yeah. But then you know yeah. he backtracked. He's like, no, no, no. I would. If you had a snake, I would hold it. I would hold a snake yeah. in a minute. But when it's on a toilet, <laughs> would you? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like it's okay, Ben. Know. You can show a little sensitivity. Yeah, but I think we're gonna see him probably safely for the next four to five episodes. 
I think he's, he's going to be around. Also, they really set it up with him disclosing that he hadn't cried in 11 years. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's crying. He will cry. Yeah. And that will be his breakthrough moment. Yeah. But it's like, he's probably going to cry when she sends him home, right? Like, say. when else do you cry? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll become overcome with emotion. Oh, I, I mean, maybe Either he'll way, cry and be like, feels, I love it you. It feels pretty gross <laughs> considering the whole setup is that his mom died and he's been repressing his emotions. Yeah, that was pretty rough. I don't even want to talk about that. No, nah, no, not fun. Um, so let's let's talk about sex ed, guys. Like, who doesn't want to go on a date to have <laughs> sex ed? Also because the American sex ed system isn't messed up enough. Yeah, Let's put it in the hands of these ignorant men don't fix what's totally broken just don't it also like I feel like middle Americans are gonna be watching this and being like apparently sex ed is about teaching eight year olds that you should stimulate a woman's clitoris so she'll have sex Mm -hmm. with you again and I was like no no no, that's not what it is this is not what you teach a a room of fifth graders (laughs) I mean okay they were child actors although Apparently, there was so much bleeping out last night. You had to think about it. Like, these things apparently were not appropriate for ABC's viewers, who are mostly adults, but they are appropriate for, like, 10-year-old child actors. Yeah, what's the child actor caveat, and, like, what weight does that carry that I'm not How is a child actor prepared to have discussions about things like the clitoris. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this kid is eight, but he's a professional, you know? <laughs> it's a professional eight-year-old. You can give it to him Just straight. a whole lot of weird, <laughs> weird sexual double yeah. standards going also, on. Also, Caitlin was like, oh, I love pranks, so, like, I'm going to make these guys really uncomfortable by having these child actors posing as, eighth grade, or as eight-year-olds Asking these really intense questions about like what? sex and stuff, what? but it's then she so never wrong. apparently told them that they were child actors. Which like that's not a prank; that's just lying. I was like, you <laughs> have to tell the them. Line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there has to be a point where they're like, oh, you got a psych, or yeah, that or you're just like deeply, deeply confusing. Them. Yeah. Um, but I, really, we didn't hear most of it because most of it was bleeped. Even like Ben H gave a very beautiful presentation on how sex comes from falling in love and growing in intimacy. And how that he was, is the sperm and Caitlin is the egg. It was very, I've very never beautiful. Seen a True man romance. Physically pretend to be a sperm. On you television. haven't lived until I know. now. I feel better. Um, so who else did well today? I also actually I thought that um, Ian didn't get a date. Um, at all, but I thought he he still came off well because he ended up dealing with Tony. He was Tony another voice bananas. of reason. Ian and Joshua were both kind yeah. of the voices of reason this episode. Yeah. Also, I I have a very important story about Ian that I have to tell now, um, which is that Ian was at my college reunions this weekend, and so was I. Um, we we both went to Princeton. And we have a big reunion every year, and he was like around campus. I kept hearing, "Oh, I saw the Bachelor guy. He's selling T-shirts that what? say the Princeton Bachelor," <laughs> no. which somehow I never managed to buy. I was really upset. That was like all I wanted. And I finally managed to track him down Saturday night at like two AM yes. in one of the one of the parties and I like grabbed him and I was like, Ian, we love you. I'm so excited to meet you. Will you come on our podcast? And he was like, No, I'm on contract. Ooh. And I was like, Okay. So what's Kayla like in person? He was like, She's really cool. 
And I was like, great. And he was like, I have to go. So he was not having it. He wasn't. Well, here's the thing. He seemed like he handled it really graciously, except that in in the sort of way where you've been hassled by by uh, college uh, bachelor fans all weekend and it's the middle of the night and you just want to hang out with your friends. You were not the fair so, enough to broach Yeah, so I understood, but I was a little disappointed that I didn't find him at a more opportune time. Um, I did get a picture of him and it was me, a good picture. Har- me harassing him, basically. He's sort of like, what? And I'm like, hi, hi. Um, so we're going to have to post that. How handsome is he in person? He looks really he handsome. more handsome in person. I was I totally like, believe that. I was blown away. Yeah, sure. he oh, yeah. is attractive. I was like, I've, I've, he's like the kind of attractive that like, I was like, oh, now I understand why I never spoke to you or knew who you were in college. You were like that many <laughs> like degrees out of my league. Um <laughs> And uh, and also, like, I heard through the grapevine, like, that someone matched with him on Tinder. Ooh. Is, is Ooh, Ian still is single? single? Oh, my God. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in 
in those spare moments, when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up. And it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz and good wine? I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. 
One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... It's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. <laughs> you can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And another controversial figure is Jared, who Claire and I have a little bit of a disagreement on. <laughs> he shaved. Claire hates yes, him, and I am a little bit of a sympathizer of him. What do you think about Jared? I thought his facial hair was the patchiest facial hair I'd ever, so seen. So I'd ever seen. And it just defied explanation because why? Like, you have to try to have facial hair that patchy. I mean, it's very confusing. The thing is, people who have facial hair that patchy and... I do know people with facial hair that patchy. They shave it off. Is, they shave it off yeah. because it looks weird. You know what? <laughs> I, I feel I feel 50% better about Jared since he shaved. But here's the thing. <laughs> it like came and went. Oh, no. It was Well, that weird. was, an, yeah, ABC edit, editing was time, a little bit off. Yeah. Like in the middle of a random scene, they go to an in the moment interview and all of a sudden he has no facial hair. I was like, what? Like. What? Yeah. How much later was and this And then filmed? we like went to a later date. And the episode still needs facial, facial, facial hair. And I, I hope it's like, no, it's bad. I hope it's I gone. think next episode will, next it will episode be permanently gone. gone. Leading up to this episode, ABC really tried hard to sell this whole side storyline, which they dubbed Brokeback Bachelor, which was which a, sliced up, yeah, a sliced up version of different clips of... JJ and Clint kind of declaring their bro love for each other, which they sold as though it was a gay storyline, even though it was very obviously done for laughs. And like anyone who watches The Bachelor knows that these guys were not actually falling in love earnestly. No. Yeah. Especially not JJ, because his whole thing was sort of just like. Someone's paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a, like you, a, a napkin could start paying attention to JJ, and he'd be like down with it. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's like, this is my my birthright yeah. is for people to tell me my jawline is so cute and beautiful. <laughs> um, and they they definitely implied stuff. They were like their relationship deepened in the shower, and then we find out that JJ popped Clint's back in the shower, that was, and I was like, that was foul to me. Foul. Well, but yeah. maybe just a show of true friendship. Oh. Clearly, it's a show of true friendship. But I was like, I wish you had just edited that whole part out instead of yeah, we didn't get a focal point on the episode. It, um, yeah. Also, just like yeah, word to the wise, like maybe don't make a joke out using a reference of a film where like one man ends up dead and the other one ends up like a broken human being Unhappy because being closeted. Yeah, yeah. 
Thanks so much for joining us, Emily. Thank you so much. Yeah, you can find my recaps up at Paper Magazine all Tuesdays, season long. We'll be checking them out. Thanks, guys, so much for having me. Earlier this week, Claire got the chance to catch up with former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestant Ben Flanick. Ben is currently living in San Francisco and working on a new project called The Gentleman App. He had some really interesting things to say about his own experience as The Bachelor, the end of his relationship with Courtney Robertson, and finally finding love on Tinder. Hi, Ben. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, So have you been following this season of The Bachelorette at all? Um, You know, I watched the... The first episode, the first night, um, that's always my favorite night where everyone's getting on the limos. And then I I kind of, I'm not really caught up, but I know that Caitlin is the bachelorette, not the other girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, were, were you rooting for one or the other? Um, not really. I mean, it's a pretty tough position to be in. I uh, kind of went out to, to both of them because I guess, you know, I mean, yeah, first impressions, a lot of looks are a lot to do with everything, right? But I don't know, it's just, it's pre- that's pretty brutal. If I had to, if I was put in that situation, I don't think I would have accepted the gig, personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of wondered why they did. Um, and and for you, you actually went through like an incredibly tough situation with your relationship and your breakup with Courtney. What was it like to go through that with so many people watching and criticizing? Um, it's tough, for sure. You know, uh, I think um, I think once the media gets a hold of it and splashes it around, and you know, the Courtney's not a not a bad human. Um, I've since we've kind of had a falling out because of her terrible book, but um, you know, I, I defended her along the way because she was nice at the time and. Uh, that that's what was really hard. It was kind of like the two of you against everyone in the moment. And I, I just, things didn't end well. That's for, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Have, have you read the book? No, I got a, I got an advanced copy and I like kind of um, flipped through it really quick. And uh, just cause I, I had heard some things about, about um, my mom being in there and I, you know, you can, you can attack me and, and all that kind of good stuff. But once you bring family into it, it's kind of uncalled for. Did you ever feel like you received, uh, you know, criticism or judgment for, you know, like <laughs> making out with a lot of women on the show? Because um, it seems like Caitlin is already getting a lot of pushback for sort of kissing a lot of dudes. And um, I'm wondering if you had a different experience. No, I mean, unfortunately, I think there's a total double standard there, right? Um, hey, I think, but but I think that it, it isn't with, well within Caitlin's right to kiss as many dudes as she wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think I got, I think, I mean, I think they say that about every, every main, main person anyway. It's like, Oh, this person's making out with everyone. Um, but yeah, they could, the answer is yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that's that's the point of the show. Um, why are you all so surprised? <laughs> yeah, right? You can't be like some prude. You're dating 25 people. So. Yeah. Um, so to get a little bit, a um, little deeper maybe um i was i was interested in how your uh your father's death was really a big part of your sort of quote-unquote character arc on the show 
Um, and, uh, you know, my mom actually passed away when I was pretty young, so I really related to that. But I've also always wondered what it's like to have, like, a really personal tragedy like that sort of made into a sort of simple sort of arc on a TV show, sort of like fodder for, um, you know, a narrative like that. What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. I, I know I know what you go through on a, on a daily basis, and it still it still affects me to this day. Um, I think that if you can embrace it um, and and talk about it openly, um, even on or off a, a television show, it's really healthy. I found my um, actually found my bachelorette experience to be way more cathartic and um, I don't know beneficial to 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 me kind of going through the healing process than I did on on the bachelor. I understand that you know. ABC and you know all, all the production companies. Everyone have they have a job to do, right? So if that's a part of it, it's a part of me. Um, I'm not afraid to to talk about it. And if it's it is, it's life altering. It's defining. So if that's gonna, I mean, naturally, if they're gonna want to use that in a TV show, it's, it's a big part of your life anyway. So I I I generally used it for for the good, and I and. You know, I, it's cool to hear that like you related with it. There's a there's a ton of us out there that have gone through it, and it's really hard. As long as it's not exploited, um, which I don't think that in my in my in my case, I don't think that um, the production company did. They were very sensitive to the fact that uh, it's a tragedy, and so they they treated it as such. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> Let's maybe wrap this up on a lighter note. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you have any advice for the guys this season? I asked you about Caitlin. What about the dudes? Um, the dudes. Dudes. Um, try not to burrow out too hard. Uh, it always happens. I, uh, and, you know, obviously it's a competitive uh, arena of sorts, but if there's, if there's dudes you end up befriending, hang on to those friendships because you're going to go through this very fraternal experience. I still have two very, very, very close friends from, from the bachelorette guys that, you know, I now, now have children and I was in their wedding. And so, I mean, they're just, they're lifelong friends. So if things don't work out and your life is destroyed because you don't end up with the bachelorette, um, I would say hang on to the friendships you make along the way because, they're lifelong. It can't be anyway. I mean, we couldn't agree more with that advice. It's actually, it's the theme of our show. Um, more people should be on The Bachelor to make friends. Um, so what are you up to right now? Uh, what am I up to these days? I've got a bunch of different projects and startups and things. I've got a, um, you know, I, I still, I'm not involved with the winery anymore. I still own it. I've got a couple of distilled spirits projects, but my, my main gig is, um, back in consumer tech, that's the one thing I was, I've always been in technology and had internet startups, but we chose my, my, uh, more romantic side my passion projects to highlight. So I've got a, a new company called the gentleman I'm in private beta right now, but basically we're all dating apps, um, dating sites leave off. We take over. So it's, it's only for dudes. It's only for gentlemen. Um, we get complacent when we're dating in a relationship. So so, gentlemen, it's our job to uh, make sure that you're on top of your game. You're constantly reminded and thinking about your significant other, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm really excited about the project. Got a great team and 
living in San Francisco, my girlfriend and my dog, and no complaints. Well, that sounds pretty great. Um, and best of luck with the new venture. Um, and uh, tell us about your girlfriend, if you're comfortable. How long have you been together? Um, Steph and I have been together for over a year and a half now. We, uh, we lived together. I moved in. I did it. Um, she's, she's fantastic. She's got a wonderful family. She is, um, starting nursing school here pretty soon. Uh, nice, normal life. I live in a quiet neighborhood in the city and, you know, friends all around, families up North. It's, um, that's pretty great. And, you know, the bachelor stuff still, still pays dividends from time to time. You get to do random cool shit, if you will, but it's, uh, it was worth it. A story for the grandkids, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that that sounds really great. Um, congratulations on finding love somehow, despite not finding it on The Bachelor. I found it on a dating app. I found it on a dating app. Well, that's that's another option, I guess, if you can't go can't go on a reality dating show. Right, and just swipe right. So <laughs> did, right. did you meet on Tinder? Yeah, I did. Oh my God, that's amazing. Isn't it? Who knew? That's going to give so much hope to all my friends who are on Tinder. You never know. It's just—it's like you know—it's like those silly TV shows. You never know. You just never know. You just got to keep casting lines and find it somewhere. Thank you so much again for for coming on the show. We're so excited to be able to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, choose your choice. Two, meh, you get a pass. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are definitely back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. This week, we honestly had a hard time narrowing down our list of feminism fails. Yeah, it was just a general fail fest. So, first of all, Chris Harrison sets up the escape the room date for Caitlin, and she hates it. So, basically, even on The Bachelorette, the girl has to be the one screaming and upset on a date she hates and didn't plan. We're going to give that a two, because obviously they're just trying to create drama, but still kind of not great. Caitlin describes Ben Z as the big man in the relationship who took care of his lady. Eh, a one. Kind of annoying, but it's her preference. She does love the bros. Clint only likes it if Caitlin puts in all the effort. We're going to give that a three. That's just rude. Sorry. ABC decided to bleep out the word clitoris and use a black box over a tampon being inserted into a medical model. We're going to give that a four. I mean, come on, ABC. Let's get clitoris. Seriously. And now it's time for the tweet of the week. And we personally love live tweeting The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. That's at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon, by the way. And this week, our top tweet is from at Jacqueline Swartz. Can't wait for the day a bachelorette comes clean and finally says the process is so damn easy. And we'll leave you with our favorite quote of the night from Tony, R.I.P., in The Bachelor (laughs) World. 
I view the world through a child's eyes. I have the heart of a warrior and the soul of a gypsy. God bless you, Tony, and your bonsai trees. And by the way, he said that twice, so you know he's got it written down somewhere and memorized. Probably his mantra. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Our producer is Caitlin Boguki, and our editor is Jorge Corona. Thanks to our guests, Emily Warman from Paper Magazine and Ben Flanick. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon, and on email at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. This is Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.